Hey nerds, welcome to season two of the Binging Librarian podcast. I'm your librarian, Christina, and the library is officially open. This episode is While We Were Dating by Jasmine Guillory, and here is the 92nd or less summary roundup. So we meet Ben and the very famous actress, Anna Gardner. They're working together and shooting a commercial. One day after shooting, Anna gets a call or a text about a family emergency. However, there's no way to get there within a good amount of time. So Ben offers to road trip with her. And this road trip was seven hours one way. So 14 hours round trip to make sure that she sees her family and that everything is good. With this trip, things develop, feelings develop, there's an attraction there, and things happen, (laughs) and they come back to reality. Her manager sees this, and he's like, you know what, there's clearly chemistry here, how about you fake a relationship for a brief amount of time so that you can get this role that you've been dying to have? And of course, with any fake relationship, there are ups and downs and deep conversations and feelings getting hurt but you will have to read the book to know what actually happens with this relationship before jumping into the review itself if you are not familiar with jasmine guillory and her work all of her books are connected usually by a character or two from a previous book with this case theo from the wedding party is brothers with Ben in this book. So you do see him quite often. Not Well, maybe not often, but you do see him in this book. And there is a very, very small glimpse of the proposal in this story, which is probably my favorite out of the series. And I also really like that because you don't have to read the stories, her books in order, You don't even have to read all of them. You can skip some and and still not miss out on anything big. Okay, now getting into the story. I'm first going to start off with the characters, starting with Anna. She was okay. There was nothing about her that was like, oh my god, I really love her as an actress or as a character. She's she's just great. No, if anything, to me, she was kind of basic. I think that Jasmine Guillory kind of played her a little bit it was emphasized to us that she is this great actress but she was shortchanged getting an oscar okay show us that you know i didn't really see that with her she was a i mean she was an okay character like i don't want to be like she was fun because she wasn't but she did have moments where you know i liked her but for the most part overall meh to me And there were moments where it was kind of cringy, where I was just like, girl, you are doing too much. Specifically, chapter 11, and I remember it because it was, I was just like, what is going on? But there's this whole suitcase scene that I was just like, what is going, y'all are doing way too much for something that is not that deep. Yeah, it was a freaking mess. What I will say, a positive thing about Anna, though, is that... I like that she was very upfront when it came to anything with Ben. When her manager brought the idea up, initially it was something that was supposed to be a secret. Like, he was supposed to not know what was going on. And she was like, that's not going to happen. I can't do that to him. I'm going to be honest. So 
at least with Anna, there weren't any real surprises with her. Like, what you saw is what you got. So I can respect that from a character. But other than that, there was nothing about her that screamed, she's my favorite. Ben, on the other hand, <laughs> he was something. Let's just say, when I first was really into the book, and I'm saying this was way past halfway through, I really liked him. Or I did actually put him on the pedestal with Zaff from Take a Hint, Danny Brown. And if you've listened to that review, you would know that I was just in love with Zaff, this very fictional male character. I was in love with him. And I put Ben on that caliber because I just thought he was such a good guy. You know, he drove 14 hours for this woman who he doesn't know. Yes, she is famous, but he didn't know her. He did not know what he was getting himself into or anything like that. He opened up to her. He was just all around. He seemed like a really good guy. I felt like he was in tune with her emotions he was just great. But then there were a couple of scenes as the story continued where I was like, absolutely not. I can't believe that I even put him on the same pedestal as Zaph. Zaph? He would never. But specifically, there's this scene where they are talking about mental health. Anna had said that she's not really out in, on the, in the forefront when it comes to organizations and charities about mental health. If anything, she's actually giving money away, giving her money away, her money away to these organizations and charities, kind of behind the scenes stuff. Well, this broke boy had the audacity to judge her and kind of shade her because he did not expect her to be that way. I honestly felt that he was kind of gaslighting her where she should have been out in the front because she speaks so much about mental health. And that really kind of ticked me off because I'm like, yeah, maybe his intentions were good, but it would take a broke boy to state his opinion on how this famous actress, this woman who has money, should spend her money or how she should use her time. I just, I, I didn't like it. I know it's not that deep. I know it's not that, that serious. But he really irked me with that because you can contribute to different movements in other ways. But she can do what she wants. Okay? So that was red flag number one. Number two his whole story, aside, if you take Anna out of the equation, was this other woman messaged him saying that she could potentially be his stepsister or half-sister on his father's side, which he never had a close relationship. He and his brother, Theo, never had a close relationship with their father. So initially, he is messaging back and forth with her and... He seemed interested to get to know her, maybe meet her, whatever. And then he just kind of ghosted her. And I know that happens. 
But, and my friends would be like, girl, you can't even talk because you are the worst texter. And I am. But my intentions are good. He, his reasoning for it was he didn't want this woman to step in between his relationship with his brother. Where did you even get that from, sir? If anything, all he had to do was be like, hey, would you like to get some coffee? Or do you want to go out to dinner? Something. He was making this big ordeal something that wasn't even, it was deep. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but he was making a situation bigger, way bigger than what it needed to be. For me, red flag number two, I was all set with him. He was just doing the most towards the end of the book where I was just like, mm, you could never be Zaf. So, so there's that. Yes, I am aware that uh, these are fictional characters, but this is how I felt. The story itself, it was good. It was very predictable. I actually really do like this, especially compared to the last three books, which I was not feeling at all. I think with this story, what it was missing was more depth. The whole family emergency that really kicked off this whole story, we didn't really see those people ever again. We did not see her family like that. They did not make an appearance after that. There wasn't a lot going on. I would have loved to have seen more angst or conflict, something. The conflict really did not happen until the last 30 or 40 pages. And to me, that's where a resolution should happen, not the conflict. One thing about her work is she has this obsession with writing about one specific kind of food in each book. So there's one book where it's tacos, pizza in another, and I think pie. I, th I think it was pie in the last book. That's all these characters eat. Well, in this one, she does better. They don't eat a lot of... They, they weren't eating a specific food. However, they were having a lot of sex. <laughs> And that's great. I mean, the scenes were great, but also don't play me. I want to read some good stuff. I want to read content. I don't, I don't want to read that all the time, you know? Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, you, you, at least you cut out the food, but uh, I don't know. But again, I really did like this story. I'm definitely putting it up there with the proposal because I did like it. It might sound like I didn't, but I, I really, I do like this, this book. Now I have this criteria or these categories of what I'm basing my judgment on. The execution of the story, personal en engagement, and then rereadability. So with the first one, the execution, I'm going to give it a 3.5. It was good, but again, like I just wish that there was more content some type of angst, something, other than just, bam, this is it. Personal engagement. I mean, I was engaged with what was going on. I did think that it was a really good book, so I'm going to give it a four. It was very solid for me. Did I roll my eyes, and was it cringy at moments? Yes, but I was still engaged. Rereadability, I'm going to give it a four. Because I did enjoy it. Like I said, I put it up there with the proposal and the wedding date. Because it was really good. 
even though it lacked some depth and content, I did enjoy it. It definitely passed the time, and I I really do enjoy Jasmine Guillory's work. Just some are better than others. <laughs> but I would definitely reread this again, for sure. So that's 11.5 out of 15. That's a pretty solid rating that I really like this book and I think that you should read it if you haven't so yeah that's what I give it 11.5 out of 15 if you have read this book what were your thoughts or have you read any of Jasmine Guillory's works what are your favorite books what are your least favorite books so follow me on Instagram at the binging librarian let's talk about it let's chat let's discuss and with that, the library is officially closed. <laughs>